Today on Conversations with Kelly, you guessed it, it's all about workforce development. Right here in Delaware, we have what some people consider to be one of the best workforce development and training programs in the nation, Zip Code Wilmington. ZipCode is a rigorous 12-week program that teaches people from all walks of life how to code so they become qualified to fill the high-paying jobs that employers are desperate to fill. But can this model be used for other industries which are facing a shortage of qualified workers as well? Today, we're speaking with two people who are at the forefront of this conversation, Disa Burton, Executive Director of ZipCode Wilmington, and Scott Mafotano, Chair of the Delaware Workforce Development Board. Welcome to Conversations with Kelly, where we sit down with business leaders across the state to talk about topics that are at the forefront of the business community. I'm Kelly Basil with the Delaware State Chamber of Commerce, and today's topic is workforce development. I have with me Scott Malfatano with CSC Corporation and also CSC Station. He also chairs the Delaware Workforce Development Board, and I also have with me Disa Burton, who's Executive Director of Zip Code Wilmington. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank Happy you. Happy to have you guys here. Yes. And you also know each other, so we're going to dive in and do a little bit of intros. Um, but you have a fun connection with zip codes, so I'm excited to dive into this. Okay. Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do first. So um, I work at CSC, Corporation Service Company, and also manage uh, CSC Station. But also I serve as the chair of the Governor's Workforce Development Board here in Delaware. That's great. And Disa? What do you do? Where do you work? I'm the executive director of ZipCode Wilmington. It's probably the best gig in town. Uh, ZipCode is a nonprofit software coding bootcamp. And I will tell you, every time I've heard you say where you work, you follow up with it's the best gig in town. <laughs> and I love that passion. Um, you really do believe that, and I can tell. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, um, it's a really cool project. And what exactly does ZipCode do? So ZipCode takes an ordinary person and in 12 weeks can turn them into a software developer whether they have a coding background or not. And by doing that, we're helping to build the economy of Wilmington. So as a nonprofit, we're here to help uh, the tech force, tech workforce, mm -hmm. by training folks and getting them into great jobs. And how long have you been in existence? ZipCode's been in existence, <laughs> not me, <laughs> but ZipCode's been in existence since 2015. 2015, okay. Mm -hmm. And how many students have graduated since then? Over 500. Wow, that's amazing. That's that incredible. Is. That is. And mm -hmm. do most of them get a job in Wilmington, or, or, or do they kind of go off into the world? Do you, you well, know? they do a mixture of both. So uh, we have about, anecdotally, about 75% of folks stay right here in the Delaware region um, and other folks go to other places and sometimes folks are working remotely so they're here mm -hmm. but they're working with employers that are outside of the region. Mm -hmm. And that has a lot to do with your partnerships that you have in the area. Absolutely. Um, what organizations support zip code? Well, uh, you know, I think it's publicly out there that uh, J.P. Morgan Chase has hired over half of our graduates but we also have M&T, CSC, thank mm -hmm. you so much. <laughs> um, a lot of smaller companies, large companies, KSM Technologies out in Pennsylvania has hired a number of our students. In fact, I think over a quarter of their workforce comes from zip code. Wow. Um, um, but there are a number of other companies. Mm -hmm. And Scott, this is kind of where you come in, but zip code was born out of the Pete DuPont Freedom Foundation's idea dinner, correct? Oh uh, yes, a long time ago, the Reinventing Delaware Dinners. Yes, and yes. It was actually Ben DuPont's idea. Yeah. <laughs> And he's still involved with the organization, correct? Absolutely. He's the president of our board. Great. Um, but tell us about that, that dinner and, and mm -hmm. how ideas come to fruition like zip code. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's a great story for Disa to tell a little more about, I mean, the problem itself was, if I could just focus mm, on why, why zip code, but 
you know, we were all sealing each other's tech people. And so JP Morgan would take some people from CSC, CSC would take it from M&T, M&T would take it from WISFIS or whatever it might be. And we just had a real problem and a shortage of individuals coming that we could all find that were tech focused. And so a group of people got together, Ben and others, and um, decided, look, we can solve this problem. And, and actually they did. They said, look, can we get a bunch of companies? What's the baseline that companies need to hire individuals for tech focused jobs? And um, individual companies got involved and entry contributed the first monies at the setup. And um, then the big deal and one of the great successes of zip code and other really strong training programs is they have a job waiting for them at the end of the training. Mm -hmm. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Now we don't guarantee a job. But we do everything in our power to make sure that people get that job. Mm -hmm. We prepare them for it so that they're not just, you know, meeting expectations on day one, they're exceeding them. Mm -hmm. They're adding value as of the first day. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing I think about this story, because I wasn't with Zipcode when it first started. I joined Zipcode in October 2019. Um, and I was helping get scholarships for veterans. So I was uh, kind of a third party friend of Zipcode for many years, a big admirer. Um, but the thing I liked about it is that it's this, this partnership between philanthropy, uh, private industry, and in the community, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it was really the companies all coming together saying, we need this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, the workforce was there. They need these jobs. And uh, philanthropy and private businesses said, we'll put the money in to create this training provider that can, that can um, meet this desired goal. Mm -hmm. And with that, it became zip code Wilmington. Wilmington is not, um, it, that is a deliberate part of the name. Mm -hmm. I know that people sometimes shorten it to zip code, but Wilmington mm -hmm. is really the important part of that. that. That created this entity, this experiment worked because it was here, mm -hmm. right here in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. And actually the, the term zip code, zip was for speed, correct? That's right. Mm -hmm. Quickly getting people into a coding job right here in this region. Mm -hmm. And you know, we've been invited to franchise mm -hmm. Zip Code Wilmington and our board has turned it down because as a nonprofit, we were really here to support the community. Um, so it's really not about, can we have a Zip Code Chicago and a Zip Code Cleveland? It was sure. really about what can we do for the Delaware region? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're still here. That's why we are definitely focused on the workforce development right. here. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when all parties come to the table and mm -hmm. decide to solve a problem. Yeah. Um, and they're truly transforming lives. I mean, some of the great stories of zip code of individuals, you know, a tow truck driver or, or, a, or a chef, whatever it might be, and someone just trying to just change their career. And after, you know, they went through the program and the training themselves, actually, how many, is it six weeks? 12 weeks. 12 weeks, 12 weeks, thank 12 weeks, you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a significant change. One, they've made a commitment, but number two is they've changed their life mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just their life, though, Scott. It is the life of everyone around them. So if you have someone who has small kids, uh, you know, a new family, and everyone in their family has only made $20,000, so they only know that. They come to zip code, starting salaries are around $75,000. That's a game changer for their, their internal yeah. family unit and anyone in their family mm -hmm. that, that sees that change. So it's not uncommon for me to see cousins... Um, neighbors, uh, colleagues, uh, managers, you know, I had a, uh, we have someone in the current cohort right now who's a manager of a graduate 
in, in the final interview, he said, you took my best employee. So, <laughs> so he's here too. He's here too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wow. great. That word of mouth um, is really amazing. And that's kind of where the Wilmington piece comes in is you're really right. transforming not only that individual's life, but the, the community around them. Mm -hmm. And this wouldn't have happened without employers like CSC, like M&T, like um, JP Morgan Chase being 100% supportive of this. If they weren't hiring folks, if they weren't 100% involved in making sure the curriculum mm -hmm. stays current and they weren't engaged, this would have fallen away mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. It is really, as a nonprofit, this would have gone away if we had not provided the right level of training for people in the jobs. We, we didn't provide quality uh, talent for the jobs. Mm -hmm. Their success is our success. Mm -hmm. But then our success is the community success. Yeah, most definitely. So, it's, and it, it's really a And it's a very rigorous program that you're sending people oh, yeah. through as well. It's not just, hey, I sign up and I can go to a code, coding program, if you will. Um, it's, there's a lot of steps and hurdles that those individuals have to go through. And, you know, we've, in, we've been fortunate enough to hire several at CSC, and they've been just really successful individuals within our company. Mm. Yeah, they're great people. And they're in the pictures that are here behind you, just the years of zip coders that have come through. Um, these are folks who would have been coding even if there was no zip code. We have people who have applied hundreds of times to jobs and didn't get in. They were trying to train themselves at home mm. and they just couldn't get there. They just needed just a little something to get them over the hurdle. Um, and then we also have people that know nothing about coding. They practice a little bit of coding and they're like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then they just get hooked on it and they just come to zip code and in 12 weeks, there they are in this great tech career. So. It is a long, rigorous process though. Uh, like Scott said, I, I sometimes come across folks who are like, okay, I just signed my name on this form and I'm just coming in, right? Like I'm, I'm a zip coder now. No, that's... You have to put the work into it. Most of it works. But here's the reason why. It's 80 to 100 hours a week for 12 weeks. Wow. You have to be committed mm -hmm. before you show up. Our application process takes at least 20 hours for someone to do, to mm. do it properly. So it starts with an assessment. Well, it starts with an application with your contact information. Then you practice a bit for an assessment. You take that assessment and what it tells us is whether someone is a logical thinker. Can they get from A to B in 12 weeks? Not whether they know how to code, just how they think. Um, if they pass the assessment, they go on to a group interview. A group interview is a fun, that's like the probably the most fun part of the entire application process, just, uh, <laughs> just so you know. They go into a room with four strangers, or virtual room with four strangers. Um, we'll do things like put uh, random objects on a table and say, organize them and explain why. And they have to do it as a team. What that helps us see is, can this person work in a team? Um, do they talk over other people? Mm -hmm. Are they collaborative? Mm -hmm. You know, how do they, do they have a problem with this kind of person or that kind of person? And those things will show up. If they pass that, from there they'll go to a behavioral interview with me uh, or a whiteboard inter and a whiteboard interview with our director of education, Chris Younger. So if you get through that whole process and you, you're in, um, you'll get a lot of work over the next 12 weeks, but it's a, it's a great outcome. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. 
Kelly, would you mind, you asked a question before about reinventing Delaware and sure. the Pete Can I finish with Absolutely. that way? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, because I just got too excited about one of the outcomes <laughs> of Bloomington. Well, it's nice to see yeah. the idea come yeah. to fruition. Yes, so. most definitely. And there's been several that have. But it really, we, we created years ago a program called Reinventing Delaware. Mm -hmm. And what we've done is we invited 100 guests, individuals, but there are guests to a dinner. Um, and you had, there was one ticket, and the ticket price was you had to come with an idea to make Delaware better. Um, and so what we do is we invite those individuals, we mix people up at tables, 10 tables of 10, and there are individuals that are CEOs of companies, presidents of companies, executives of companies, but at the same time there's nonprofits, there's individuals, there's entrepreneurs and others that are involved, and we mix them up, and people that haven't met one another, which is tough to believe in little tiny Delaware, right? Because we all know one another, or someone knows someone. But you're, then we have individuals, they go around and they have to give their idea within two minutes, they have to talk about it. And then there's the table conversation with three minutes. And then at the end of the evening, everybody votes on the best idea at their table. And then we then take, it comes with somewhat of a beauty contest, but at the end we take all 100 people and we identify the top winning ideas. And then everybody, all 100 people, vote on that top idea of the evening. There were a lot of really neat ideas that have come from it. Um, Second Chances Farm, mm -hmm. Zip Code Wilmington, Intern Delaware was one of the ideas. We had ideas that, uh, social impact bonds that came from it. Um, there were just a lot of really great ideas, but it's a fun program um, and it's something we're going to continue here in Delaware. Well, and I think the, the biggest piece of the success of this idea is that you're bringing so many people to the table that are willing to collaborate. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's how we move ideas forward and how we tackle problems, accomplish change. Yeah. Um, and, and even now, as, as Zip Code's been running for so many years, you mm -hmm. still work with your partners and others and the community to make sure that your curriculum remains relevant. Yes, um, you don't just build the curriculum and then teach it year after year. You're changing along yeah. with the needs. And yes. I think that's huge. That's absolutely, yes. And again, back to the employers being a huge part of the success of zip code. Uh, the chief technology officers and chief information officers sit down with us every year and they give us feedback on what they're seeing in the entry-level folks that they're hiring, as well as giving us feedback on our curriculum and letting us know what, you, what we need to add, what we can remove, you know, what we need to think about. And it's at one of those meetings back in 2018 that they were mentioning this, you know, we want data scientists. We need data scientists. Data, you know, sure, you know, the world is... Um, drowning and um, you know software but data is the thing that that companies need in order to be able to manage artificial intelligence machine learning mm -hmm. the next generation and within nine months of someone mentioning we need data scientists um, we created a data engineering program now it's a data engineering program because the data scientist is a PhD uh, this takes a lot of training we can't create a doctor in zip code can't create a, you know, a data scientist in zip code. It's just 12 weeks. Yeah. But we can create a data engineer. And a data engineer is sort of a sous chef to a data scientist. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, we were able to figure out the curriculum, working closely with business partners that we were already connected with, as well as partners that are not in our network, so we can expand that, and launch it with students in the program Within nine months, I mean, you just—it's difficult to do that with a college or university because of regulations. Mm -hmm. But with a boot camp, we can meet the needs of uh, of the community very quickly. Mm -hmm. and, and I think Deesa just touched on her little quick description was a, a lot. What 
successful job training programs are needed. It's things we see at the Workforce Development Office, mm -hmm. Department Board, if you will. But really, what is it? It's there's a job connected. Someone's training for an end goal, a mm -hmm. job, right? But also, what industry is it in? Right? It's training towards that industry. It's getting a baseline of that industry. So you know, it's not just your debt year, as Disa just indicated. It was a several companies, financial institutions, service companies like CSC and others. But there's a baseline. And I think that's very successful with a lot of the job training programs here in Delaware today. Um, and one of the other major components of it is you know, it's that life skills training. It's anticipation. It's setting and helping people with expectations of what they're going to face once they get into the real world mm -hmm. after those programs. Absolutely. Scott is absolutely right. You know what's really um, uh, important about the success of the zip code model is those common denominators. Like having employers that have a, um, a common need, common languages were needed for the computer programming and data science, um, data engineering curriculum. Um, uh, workers that want to do the same thing, that want to be in technology, that want to do this coding, want to do this data engineering, that have a bend towards those things. And I think with all those common denominators, we're able to put this together and, and that was, makes it work. Mm -hmm. And you both kind of set me up for my next question. Um, and it, it has a lot to do with the work you're doing at the Workforce Development Board. Um, but zip code is clearly a model that's working. Mm -hmm. um, and there are so many needs of employers right now. Um, it is a dog-eat-dog -dog world out mm -hmm. there in terms of the labor market. Yeah. Um, and people are, you know, fighting to keep their employees. Oh, yeah. um, and they're, they're either not finding someone willing to work for them or they're not finding that someone that's qualified for the job. And so that's where you come in with the Workforce Development Board. Mm -hmm. Um, how, how can we take something like zip code and maybe copy paste into another industry? Um, what other industries in Delaware have those kinds of needs? They're probably going to say all of them. I mean, they're numerous. <laughs> I mean, the construction industry comes to mind. I mean, one of the things that's happening in Delaware, we're going to go through a construction boom here over the next several years. Mm -hmm. We're actually doing it now, but there's going to be more and more coming about. We need to take a hard look at that. DISA, others. Um, have we all gotten together and thought of unique, innovative, creative ideas, but to possibly help that industry mm -hmm. um, and then just to continue to work on those. But, you know, we have a lot of different companies moving in with needs from Wuxi moving in here, the needs at Amazon right up the road and others. Um, you know, it's fascinating. The manufacturing industry has changed. I mean, I think that, um, you know, looking at history books or when we grew up, we all said, oh, industry, it's these smokestacks, it's other things, it's, you know, I'm coming out and I'm going to have coal on my face or whatever it might be, or I got to wear work boots or whatever it might be. It's not. Sometimes manufacturing today is going into a very clean, air-conditioned environment, and you're watching a lot of gears, dials, and buttons and knowing what to push and code, uh, which is most important. The world's changed. Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking at those types of industries, those ideas. We're trying to look at ideas that Deza and her team have done that kind of structure you know, one of the great success stories here in Delaware is the Tech Innovation Council mm -hmm. that's been put together. And it's bringing, again, bringing those companies together, bringing different programs like DISA's together here today or, and, and working with one another to identify what our needs are in the state and what future mm -hmm. needs are. And it's important to note that zip code is a part of an ecosystem, right? We're not trying to replace a university, a college, a community college, or any of those things. We're, we're one of the tools. Right that a workforce development board can use in order to meet the objectives for employers. Mm -hmm. So we can take something like, and this makes more sense than the franchise model, right? So instead of doing a zip code Cleveland, zip code Plano, it's more 
zip code, zip build, mm -hmm. potentially. So the trades. Applying it to the trades. Um, we can apply it to labs. We can apply it to any of the industries if there is a common, again, common denominators between what the employers need and skills that can be trained. Uh, it can be done in a very specific period of time and you've got a workforce available to do it. You put those things together and you can have the zip code concept. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Scott, you stepped into the chair role at the Workforce Development Board um, seven months it's, ago now? It's about a year ago, September. Okay, a year ago. Yeah. Um, what has that been like since you've kind of moved into that role? I've, I've learned a ton. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we work very closely with the Department of Labor and Secretary Hubbard and her team, who are just a phenomenal group of people to work with. But, you know, one of the things that we did is we actually had a study done by a third party called TIP Strategies. And TIP, um, they helped with setting up the Delaware Prosperity Partnership, that public-private partnership, and looked at Delaware. And so they had a good awareness of our state. But one of the things we looked at is what are other workforce programs doing? Is we have to reinvent ourselves. And one of the things we found is that truly we weren't talking to businesses. Mm. We weren't listening to maybe what their needs were. You know, <clears throat> the Workforce Development Board, there's a lot of federal monies and state monies and grants that come in and we look at how do we fund certain programs, you know, training programs that are out there and, and what industries are needed. But it's important to listen to the businesses. So two things that came about from over, I guess, since last September is one, we created a business development committee. And we have individuals like Mike Caranta, the president of the state chamber, and also um, Kurt Foreman, who's the chair of the Delaware Prosperity Partnership, on our board, on our committee. We're listening to businesses. We're looking at uni unique, innovative ideas. We're working with establishing these business liaisons that are actually going to just call, and this is some of the ARPA funding that's going to be utilized. Okay. These will be contractors that will assist us. We're going to call businesses. What are their needs? Um, other thing we've done is we've undertaken a study with a third party uh, with a national firm called Zogby Analytics. And we're taking a deep dive into interviewing 500 Delaware companies and understanding what are their needs. Mm -hmm. You know, who's retiring over the next five, 10 years? Who do we need to replace? You know, that's information. We need a real strong baseline. Um, other things we're taking a hard look at is, you know, do you need a college degree today? I mean, I think there's a lot of forward thinking companies. We have to reinvent ourselves as businesses, mm -hmm. especially with COVID and other things we all went through and the shutdowns and now with inflation and other items, we have to reinvent ourselves and think of different ways to do business. And forward thinking could be, you know, well, we don't really need a college degree, do you, for that mm -hmm. position? You know, mm -hmm. but was that something that was inherent we believe we needed? You know, can we take individuals that from a second chance, mm -hmm. some of those from our justice systems and others out there? Um, what can, do we have individual training programs within our industry that work? You know, can we team up with other partners like Zipcode has? Can the, can the financial institutions and the banks here in Wilmington get together to understand what needs are and create and identify programs or training programs that are out there um, and help structure them? How many people sit on the Workforce Development Board? There's 53 individuals that sit on it. It's a big board. a big board. board. <laughs> it's, 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 it's huge. Um, and they're appointed by the governor, so we have a number of individuals that at least at least half of the, of the board itself are individuals from you know the Department of Labor, Department of Corrections, Department of Education, um, the unions in our state, and others appointed by the governor, and then there's um, you know basically a business group, but mm -hmm. we all come together. Um, we've been working very effectively. We're coming up with some unique ideas. We're tracking our results. Um, I think we're going to have some stories to tell over the next couple of months. 
That's great. And you mentioned data. We actually have another episode in this series that is all about data. Um, you, you both mentioned it. It was about the need for data analysts, data engineers. Mm-hmm. By the way, I learned so much. I had no idea there were so many different types of data positions. Oh, there are. Um, no. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. and, um, and it's a huge thing. But having data to be able to make educated decisions is huge. Um, and I think it's really great that the Workforce Development Board is really taking that deep dive so that we can really truly know where we need to go, what areas to focus on first, and, and really mm-hmm. create some good. Definitely. I think we do. Um, and I think, again, as we talked, some results are coming in soon. Um, we're learning a lot. Again, Zogby, this company that we're utilizing, um, is a national company that's done a deep dive. So we're able to break things, questions out by the, the banking and financial industry that are asking questions, the construction industry mm-hmm. and trades that are out there, um, educators, others, and really kind of taken a deep dive into the um, uh, specific segments or marketing segments in our state or um, companies out there that we need, um, I'm messing this one up, not that one. But, um, but individual uh, business sectors mm-hmm. is really what we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, and, and either of you could answer this question, because I know you really don't just work at, yeah. for, for just a bank or you know, yeah. CCs and services, you're really supplying talent to all sorts of industries right now. Right. Um, but do either of you see any specific industries that have kind of the greatest needs right now? Wow. Um, you know, I, I do believe everybody is really struggling and searching for assistance, but we are going, this construction trade is, construction. is vital, the trade industries, everything from, you know, the electrician to the construction company to the laborers that are out there. That's really important right mm-hmm. now. That's important. And those are individuals we can get into those jobs with a correct training. Um, you know, one of the unique things that we found out of the Zogby study mm-hmm. that to share um, is that and we looked at a lot of deep data, but some of the questions that came about were, what are the most difficult things that you're not able to train for? Mm. And, and four of the items that came out, one was um, self-motivation. I'm going to read from here, but self-motivation, communication skills, problem-solving, critical thinking, and attention to detail. All soft skills. Okay, all soft skills. And, you know, as companies, again, with these training programs that are coming about, you know, you can train towards a specific need or, you know, I can push this gadget or I can code this, but we need individuals to come into the offices, into the workplace, mm-hmm. put down the cell phone, show up on time. I mean, we're got to change the way people think. People, some people have been out of work for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and it's a real dynamic shift that we're taking a look at. Now, the other thing is fascinating about those, those, that, those components or those lists that we, list, that we shared here is a lot of people will tell you that's the same things that were difficult to train for 20 30 and even 40 years ago. Interesting. Right? So what's changed? Have the managers changed? Have the workers we've changed? And is there a disconnect by the way we communicate? That's possibly there. Mm. Um, and there's a lot more to investigate on that and learn from. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And, and with zip code, we do focus a lot on that as we send folks out into the workforce because we don't just want them to get a job and exactly. then lose that job. We want them to get a job, stay in the job, and continue to grow within mm-hmm. the industry. Mm-hmm. And one day, be the hiring manager that comes back to Zipco to hire more. And that is actually happening. We have folks from the previous years that are now hiring managers that are coming back and bringing in Zipcoders to their teams. But so Zipco focuses a lot on the training aspect. As a training provider, that's what we do with teaching people to code or do data engineering. But we're also teaching people all those soft skills. Mm-hmm. It is just as important to capture those while they're here in those 12 weeks. 
So we're giving them the resume training, but we're also giving them interview training, like really breaking it down, um, figuring out how to answer in particular specific questions in the interview, mm -hmm. um, how to prepare for the interview, how to change their focus about the interview. You know, typically someone who may not have any training will go into an interview and ask questions about what are the benefits? How many days off do I get, mm -hmm. right? It's all the me, me, me yeah. kind of questions. And we're like, you're not the center of the universe yeah. in that interview. Not until you get that written offer. <laughs> you're not the center of the universe. So you need to go in and ask questions about their tech stack, what their team is doing, what the company has done, researching the company and finding out more, um, showing that you have the attention to detail, mm -hmm. showing that you have the motivation, showing that you have the desire to advance and, and to contribute. So all those things you're mentioning, we're really emphasizing those things as well. Um, one of the fun things about Zipcode is we have on our staff a theater major who with uh, nearly 20 years improv experience and he's our professional development coach. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> he puts improv into the curriculum huh. because improv teaches you how to actively listen. And that's a problem that I think a lot of folks have mm -hmm. in going into interviews and into these environments that you're mentioning, Scott. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how did you find each other to know that this was going to be a good partnership for him to come on board? Well, he just applied for the job, and he had that added skill. And um, I think it was a part of him, so he wanted to incorporate that into the curriculum. And I said, go for it. Let's really run with this. And it has really helped out. And it's helped folks that have, like... Um, who are anxious and nervous. Mm -hmm. uh, it's giving them coping skills and in going into interviews. Uh, some of our quiet, quiet folks as if they have gone on to be scrum masters, to lead teams, mm -hmm. because they learn that coping skill of how to deal with their anxiety and how to be in a team and, and trust and communicate well. But I mean, I, I think that takes us a little bit off the subject there. But but yeah, I, I, those are all things that are super important for zip code. And that's, I think, one of the differences I'm hearing from employers mm -hmm. is our folks come in with that added attention to detail, the motivation, mm -hmm. the listening yeah. skills, the communication skills. Mm -hmm. No, and I really don't think that takes us off topic because I will tell you uh, from the Chamber's perspective, that's something that we hear from our members all the time mm -hmm. is that they're you know struggling to find employees with those soft skills. Um, and there's a stat, I uh, forget, maybe LinkedIn, um, that says, you know, a lot, uh, it's a, high percentage of hires don't work out because they don't have the soft skills. It's not about mm -hmm. the, the, the hard skills of the job. They can do the job, but they don't necessarily vibe with the team or communicate during challenges, mm -hmm. and that's when it doesn't work out. Um, mm -hmm. So having a, a full service program like that, you're really setting up them up for success. But also it's a time too when we learn data like this is that let's communicate with our educators today and our school system mm -hmm. so that you know we understand what the future looks like. You know, we've got right. some great programs with the Pathways programs mm -hmm. that are up and running here in our state. Let's communicate the information we're learning with them as well. And I think you know it's a win-win for all. Now you mentioned a Pathways program in Delaware is kind of a national uh, case study. It's, it's one of the best in the country. Um, we have hundreds of pathways, am I correct? I believe so, yeah. Um, and that's that's a program that has really been built out, but they also work with employers too, the educators and employers together, so that mm -hmm. they can, again, develop curriculum, to check in with each other, make sure they're both helping each other. And I think it's giving individuals that are in high school, and they're actually talking about going to the middle schools now, but you know, what, what do things look like? Where's opportunity? 
you know, people do ask, well, how much money do you make or whatever? Those are the kids, the high school kids, one of the first questions they ask, but how long is it going to take me to get there? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of wonderful job programs or jobs out there today in, in, in the trades um, that someone can make a, a wonderful living on, support a family, um, and contribute back to our society. And um, I think those are the kinds of programs we need to really focus on and help our young students make them aware of it. Yeah, that early exposure is key. Definitely. Yeah. And the trades in most jobs all incorporate tech now. So I think some people have the idea, this impression that going into the construction trades means um, I'm going to be standing outside in the hot sun digging a hole, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is really not what it is anymore. Tools are sophisticated. They require knowing technology. Mm -hmm. um, even in building, exactly. you know, doing the modeling, you know exactly if there's a conflict between uh, third floor electric and duct work uh, before you even pour the foundation. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. there's a lot of technology. And people are walking through a th 3D imagery of the building. We you know it's oh, what mm -hmm. is that? Oh, we really need to move that wall or that pipes in the way or whatever it might be. But it's right. it's amazing and it's saving a lot of time and money. Yeah. Right. That tech even extends to agriculture. Uh -huh. um, yes. The, the mm -hmm. amount of tech that's in that sector right now is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, some of the tractors mm -hmm. they. I'm not even going to quote because I'm not a, in agriculture, but they measure soil and when mm -hmm. things need to be watered. And, it, and mm -hmm. again, to the point of data, um, it, you're, you're working smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that use of technology in all the sectors mm -hmm. is important, which means that everyone needs to learn those tech skills. That's right. That's right. And so the amount of software, it's amazing. I, I'm looking at this in this role. I've never really looked at it before, but in coming in this role, the amount of software that you need to know in order to be effective in those environments where you're trying to analyze the amount of rain in a particular square inch of soil or, you know, understanding how to put on, you know, Oculus goggles mm -hmm. to, to look around a building, it's really small. Mm. I mean, compared to the 12 weeks that we're teaching here, we're talking like three, four weeks or even less. I mean, it's really small. But one thing that we have done is um, create a pipeline. We're talking about these pathways. So I don't know what all the pathways are, but I can tell you, I do know about the computer science pathway. At Zipco, during uh, COVID, we launched a front-end software development program statewide in the Delaware high schools because Delaware is one of the lowest states in the region as far as having access to computer science education in the mm. public schools. Mm. And in doing that, you know, my intention was just to give more awareness and exposure, but after having launched that, we now have a way of not just having, a, you know, teaching in the high schools, and then we have a, an instructor that teaches at Europe Wilmington, now we're putting those two things together so that people, if they want to become a software developer, you don't have to go to college. Mm -hmm. You can do the Blue Note program in high school at William Penn, apply to Europe Wilmington, get into their free program, have six months of software developer training, and then have an internship at Bank of America and have a full-time job. And within a year of leaving school, now you're a software developer making $50,000, right, a year. And this is something that we're offering to folks here in Delaware. Mm -hmm. I don't know that this is available in other places because our community has really, just like, like you said, Scott, really started looking, pulling things backwards, you know, analyzing the problem and breaking it down and trying to figure out solutions. And I think by having all these solutions and now plugging them in together, we, we're starting to close mm -hmm. those gaps. Something you said that struck me um, was that 
some of the skills needed don't take a 12-week boot camp no. or a four-year degree. Mm -hmm. um, it can be a four-year, or I'm sorry, four-week certificate program. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of gets into the conversation of um, stackable skills and upskilling people. Um, I, I'm curious, and Scott, you might be able to answer this since you talk to so many different industries, but is, is there a need for stackable skills here in Delaware in, in a particular industry or, or all industries? Um, can you define stackable for me? Just want to make sure I understand. Sure. It would be, you know, um, and maybe you'll actually be yeah. able to define yeah. it even better in, in the tech world, yeah. but, you know, kind of getting a certificate on, on yeah. this program and sure. then building upon level two of that program. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, I, one of the things that's happening in our high schools today is people are walking in with programs, whether it might be learning basics and needs of nursing or might be for construction, whatever it is. They're able to take those certificates that they've been given and get college credit for it or go to Dell Tech and do other things. So that's been a real advantage there. So in the trades themselves, that definitely exists. Mm -hmm. And you know, I know for talking to Markivis, for example, um, and his program. At Nerd It Now. At Nerd It Now, exactly right. You know, the way he, they have done with their training program, um, you know, for so many days, it's 30 days or so, and then he identifies individuals that they invest in further. So, mm. yes, stackable, continuing education, whatever it might be. But I think there's a real opportunity out there for it. The other thing we're finding is individuals themselves, um, you know, they're self-identifying and say, I want to continue, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's got to be that self, we talked, right, that self-motivation that's there. An individual's got to want this, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's not like the, when we went to school, it was like, okay, you're going to open this book at this page. No, they have to start doing this and want to do it. Sure. That's right. And, you know, the thing about coding that Chris, our, Chris Younger, our director of education, always points out to the students is when you come across a difficult problem, start breaking it down into pieces, mm -hmm. right? And I think when zip coders come in, they think to themselves, I want to get this, um, I want to get this skill, this 12 weeks and get this job. But we point out to them, if they don't have a college degree, start thinking about how you can solve that problem too, right? So you start with zip code, you can get 16 credits. Uh, Wilmington University provides 16 credits to our graduates for the program that they just completed. You get a job with a great employer like CSC, now you have education benefits. Those education benefits can pay for your tuition mm -hmm. to finish up your degree at Wilmington University or at UD or mm -hmm. whatever school that you wanna go to. Now you have more options. So I think that, um, I forget what my yeah. point was, but I'm yeah. just gonna But, but going on there. <laughs> it's all good information. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but there's you know, programs, just as you said, I mean, there's other programs out there like Seed Plus and others that our state legislature mm -hmm. is focused mm -hmm. on, but there's monies out there for training that company, companies can utilize. Mm -hmm. um, there's on-the-job training programs that mm -hmm. the Department of Labor sponsors. So you're exactly right. I mean, there's a lot of tools out there for businesses today to utilize. Um, and I think, you know, to help focus on... How can businesses find all of those resources? You know, the Department of Labor is a, a tremendous resource mm -hmm. um, to reach out to. And Secretary Hubbard and her team are there for everyone. Um, one of the things we're trying to do is, and you asked a wonderful question there, is with our business liaisons, we need to get that information out and be more proactive, right? Mm -hmm. We've got it. And everybody's... You can go to how many websites? You can go to you know Delaware.gov and really fish through. There's so much information there, but we have to start pushing information to individuals. Sure. Um, one of the things we've talked a little about, and we're working with the um, um, Philly Fed, but can we can we be innovative in Delaware? Can mm -hmm. we do some unique, different things here? And so one of the things we're they've got an occupation mobility tool, web-based system. It's I love wonder, that tool. It's wonderful, <laughs> and really what it does, you can go online. 
and you say, look, I'm looking for an opportunity. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to change in my career of some sort. And so really what that tool does, you can go on there and you can say, look, what, what am I? I'm a receptionist. Okay, well, I don't know what I want to do. Well, you have to multitask, don't you? You have to communicate with people. In many cases, you're the frontline person. Um, you're the one taking some of the negative phone calls that might come in or positive phone calls, a sales, whatever it might be, and getting to the right people. Um, that individual tool says these are the trades, and guess what? Here are the positions that have similarities to what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And really, the, one of the cool things about it is it shows that any job they post there, it's 10% over what the salary you say you make today is. So it's a really, it's a way to use technology mm -hmm. to help people get a leg up. What we're trying to do is maybe take it a different take it to a different level. Okay. Can we create an app? Can we be the first state in the country to create an app that an individual can go on and it'll ask them questions. What do I want to do? Um, I want to upskill. You know, I want to get into the marketplace and the job force for the first time. I've really never been involved before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm looking for additional training. And then, then it'll ask you another question. Um, what industry? Okay. Manufacturing, plumbing, whatever it might be. Um, banking. And then it'll ask you what zip code are you in? And then it'll push information for all the job training programs that are out there. Or it'll push you to Delaware Jobs Link to show you where current jobs are today. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to aggregate and pull data based on where you are and programs are out there. We could be the first state in the country to do this. You're basically describing meeting people where they are, and that's huge. Most definitely. Most Very definitely. Cool. Well, I can't wait for the app. So I feel like you, you just you put it on the record, so now it has to happen. Oh, we're working to try to get some funding funding for it. One of the great things too is, you know, with this ARPA money, the American Rescue Plan monies that come into our state, which is pretty significant, Governor Carney has earmarked fifty million dollars towards workforce. Mm -hmm. you know, this is a once in a lifetime, once in a generation investment that we can make into our future workforce. Mm -hmm. So far, about out of the 50 million, um, about 31 million of it has been appropriated to certain programs that are out there. Everything from pathways to some of the coding programs like Code Differently mm -hmm. to Zip Code, others that are out there, and others. Um, <clears throat> but we are taking a look at unique, innovative ideas. Um, the funding of this app is one of those ideas we put in there, and we're sure. waiting to get a response back. So potentially, that's where the business liaisons came from. That's where the Zogby study is coming mm -hmm. from. So we have really tremendous opportunity here to kind of shape our future. I think that's a really great idea to do because as a nonprofit, putting money towards marketing means I'm not putting money towards training, right? Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of the training providers out here, we're putting all of our funds into building awareness within the community, but it's great to have it come from a central place. Mm -hmm. I often get the question from folks that I meet out at job fairs or we like to go to farmer's markets. We like to go anywhere where there's just ordinary folks that don't know anything about software and just mm -hmm. talking to them about it. And the question I get is, well, what does a software developer do? What does their day look like? Do they sit at a desk? I mean, they just can't envision mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the funds to be able to build that awareness, uh, the campaign that I would like to do as a small organization. Mm -hmm. But to be able to pull all those funds together and mm -hmm. do it so that mm -hmm. people now are driving mm -hmm. towards, you know, coming applying towards Zipco with an idea of what they want to do and you know I can and, keep and the funds for an example of our career mobility app mm -hmm. if you will um, is it would indeed just do that it would push individuals to Zipco to code differently to others that are looking mm -hmm. to do that training our board we evaluate and examine where a lot of investment has gone over the last several years for um, funding state federal funding 
Some of it goes to children and youth. Some of it goes to adult, dislocated workers, whatever it might be. They're earmarked. The federal government earmarks what categories those, that funding could be applied to. So we identified and we have individuals, different training programs that apply for those monies, right? One of the things we're really taking a hard look at and examining is, tell me about the ROI. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't spend it. We invested in this We invested in these programs. We're mm-hmm. investing in Delaware's future. What's the ROI? What's the return on that investment? Right. How many people moved into a job from it after they were successfully trained? Mm-hmm. Let's continue to fund those programs that are just, you know, kicking the strings off, hitting the strings off the ball, right? And, Let's and continue also the to ones do that. That people are are most being directed towards because there's clearly a huge need there. Um, again, data. You're mm-hmm. seeing exactly mm-hmm. where the greatest areas are mm-hmm. of need. Um, what's working, what's not working, and then we can make educated decisions mm-hmm. and continue to make those improvements. Um, we're almost out of time. Okay. Uh, I told you it would be a fast 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> so you get a, you each get a closing comment, and you make got to make it profound. Profound. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're helping to build the economy of Wilmington one coder at a time. And we've done that with over 500. Um, It's here for the community. We're here to support workforce development in whatever way that we possibly can. We're open to new ideas and suggestions. Technology is in every aspect of our community now. And so however Zip Code Wilmington can help with workforce development, Mm -hmm. we're here to do that. But really it comes down to how are we helping Delawareans? Mm -hmm. And and that's what we we build off of. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the work you do. Thank you. And Kelly, I think, you know, the Workforce Development Board, we're going to have to take a hard look at a number of programs. And I think the first state, we need to be the first at several things. I think we can be the first to create this statewide app that is focused on career um, lifting people and individuals up. I think we can be the first to have a statewide co-op program, too. Um, you know, we've got a great program called Intern Delaware now that the state chamber utilizes, and it's very strong. But we can be the first state in the country to have a statewide co-op program. And I believe something like that's going to come to fruition over the next several years. And we're working closely with Delaware State University on that. Um, and I think there's, we could be the first. I think uh, when it comes to the conversation of workforce development, Delaware sizes its strength. Um, and we really can accomplish a lot. Um, Scott, if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you, how can they get a hold of you? Sure. Um, would be pleased to chat with anyone. Um, but it's scott.malfatano, it's a long one, at cscglobal.com. And Disa? It's Disa at zipcodewilmington.com. And that's Disa, D as in day, E-S-A. Great. Um, And if you didn't catch their emails, you can certainly reach out to me at the chamber. Um, We are happy to connect you to either Scott or Disa. Um, Or if you want to get in touch with me, my email is kbasil at dscc.com. The chamber is also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Um, We are accepting ideas for other conversations for future episodes, so we are all ears. Um, We want to know what the business community wants to hear about. So thank you both for joining us today. Disa, thanks for hosting us here at Zip Code in downtown Wilmington at the Mill. Um, And enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great to be here. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. If you have a moment, please rate and review us wherever you listen. To see full-length episodes and bonus content, visit the Conversations with Kelly page at dscc.com slash podcast. To hear the latest episodes as soon as they're released, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.